0: Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to My Mom. I never listen. Here we go with head coach Chad Killinger from Indiana State on Nothing But Net, coach welcome back to the podcast it's always great to see you you too been been a while since this summer in Chicago I know I remember sitting in the bleachers with you and our discussion was all about analytics like um, I know that's an important part of how you evaluate and break down your team before um, we jump into anything else let's just hit right at it you know analytics like where is it in your whole scheme of planning
1: well I think uh, you know for us we obviously look at that and. especially from a defensive standpoint in terms of what we're trying to take away from an opponent, um, you know, what their strengths are, uh, you know, how they, how they defend ball screens, how they uh, defend in the post, just things that we can take advantage of, um, you know, from an offensive and defensive standpoint. Um, We, I try not to give too much of that information to the players. um, Just from the standpoint, I don't want them thinking too much about, You know, I want them to go out there and just play and try to execute. So, for us, it's more about, from a coaching standpoint, what we need to know um, in in terms of the approach for that week and that set of opponents that we have. And, you know, I heard heard a coach recently was talking about, you know, having a one-day prep um, for games, especially in the Valley. You know, you play Thursday, Saturday, you play Friday, Sunday. And so, for us, um, you know, looking at numbers can really help us. Uh, But I try to set it up to where we're really – on one day preps every game so that when we structure our preparation, it's, you know, like this week, you know, we, we're off on Sunday. Uh, we play Evansville tomorrow night on win on a Wednesday. Uh, but yesterday on that Monday practice was really all about us. It was a little bit of things that they do. Um, so we'll really use Tuesday as our full preparation day and then obviously have a, a what I call I don't call them shoot arounds I call them game prep um, just to kind of change that mentality a little bit going into the to the game day and uh, so our preparation I think kind of stays the same and I think that that helps us um, you know being able to adjust to, to one day preps.
0: So I hear coaches all the time talk about you know once you get into conference play it's like a certain routine you know you have an excellent you have to have a day off you got a travel day you got prep you got practice you got game so there are times when you have more than one day to prep and I think saying one day to prep means to me what were you doing in the summer with all the time that you have with your team I mean you go over ball screen defense right so you have certain concepts already in play if you don't have those concepts in and you're playing against a team that's an up the line pressure team and you don't have your pressure package in to relieve pressure then you're in trouble right Right.
1: yes for sure
0: how so explain to me, like, how what's your process? Like, there's so many different ways to do it, there's no right or wrong. It's what works for you and your team with your personnel. How does it work for you right now with your schedule?
1: Well, I think uh, I agree with 100% of what you just said. We, we, uh, coming in new last year, um, there's only so much game film you can, well, you're trying to implement a lot of what you're wanting to do. So, so you're not concentrating on as much on what other teams in the conference do. And so we actually put together, um, or I put together over the summer, just a package of um, actions and sets and different things that teams did within the league and, and teams we knew we were going to play again. Um, started giving those names. So our girls know uh, if, we, if we're running – you know, if, the, if a team runs what we call Valpo, they know what that is and how to guard it. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't have to spend time guarding that this week. We sh- we should be able to say, hey, they'll run Valpo, put them in it, walk them through who's going to be in what spots, and they should be fine yeah. in terms of defending that. And so um, I think that's helped us a little bit this year, just in terms of that that uh, preparation. Um, obviously, having new teams in the valley has has changed that a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's I think you have to be able to do what you do well. Uh, more consistently than than what the other you allow the other team to to do well and so um you know I'm I'm a big proponent of players playing to their strengths um just in terms of of within the offense um you know we haven't ran as much triangle probably this year as we did last year uh, because we weren't taking advantage of all the the different options that we had and so um yeah, you know, I spoke to you, uh, you know, last year about how the offense changes just when you substitute. So if you got a kid that that could shoot it off a ball screen, they're going to come off that little pinch action. Maybe they pop, they get a catch and a shoot three. Another kid is better at taking the ball to the basket, so they come off the handoff, they're attacking the rim. Uh, we weren't doing those things. Uh, you know, we we were we were kind of being robotic, and that's that's something um, that I think I I battle and have seen coaches battle the last few years is. It's always about running the play, like run the play, run the play. And and I think I might have said that one time uh, to our team in the two years that we've been here. You know, you've got to teach them how to play basketball, uh, how to react to situations um, and not be thinking so much on the floor. And so for us, we try to spend uh, we try to show them reads. And, and you know, I get out there on the floor and play defense to just to just give them a read on. Hey, you got to you know, you're coming off the ball screen. They're hedging it this is what you're looking for. So I might hedge the ball screen or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, we try to put them in situations where we're teaching them how to play so that when things happen within a game or someone changes, uh, you know, what they're doing defensively, we can adjust quicker to
0: that. So I, I think one of the greatest compliments that coaches can get is that of being called a teacher. And you have come across the game through lots of different avenues, which I find very interesting in your path. Because you've coached at almost every level. I think you've coached at every level. If you consider, you know, NAIA and junior college and men and women and high school and everything that you've done, uh, when when somebody calls you a, a teacher, or instead of saying that, let me ask you it this way. When you're trying to teach a group of 15 or 14 or 13 young women how to play in a certain scheme or play a, inside a certain um, shell of... of of guidance that you've given them because I know you don't like to recall a lot of play so you've given them sort of a shell and a framework to work in what are the best teaching tools that you use to help your players understand what is the best way to score or how we can get points or how we can get a stop
1: so I think a lot of what we do is, is break down stuff um, so we basically show them pieces within the whole Um so maybe that whole part whole type method but um really we try to break it down to where it's it's um you know our a lot of our shooting drills are uh shots that we feel like we should get within our offense and so for some kids it may be you come off this screen and you should be curling this uh, because you're a good mid-range shooter you come off this screen you should be making a different read because you right. can shoot three they're probably you know however they may guard you and we we'll put them in situations where um, you know we play smaller games get you know games within games two on two three on three um, you know we try to make it to where they see different options and, and have to make reads and, and play off of that and and you know I think from an individual standpoint um, I think that's the hardest thing for coaches um, you know you to just be able to go in and you could just chew everybody out and everybody took it or you could go in you know you could go in and and pat everybody on the back and and everybody was good with that and now I feel like you have to coach you know everybody almost personally and that's probably the biggest adjustment that I've had to make over the years um uh, you know this is my 27th year of college basketball and, and so seen a lot of different things a lot of different approaches um try to balance that with with uh, even the kids that you know, they'll tell you like, coach, you can get on me. I I can take it. Like they don't they have days where they can or they don't as well. So you gotta I think you really gotta read that every day, kind of where your kids are and, and uh or where your young women are, how they feel, what they're thinking. Um, you know, we try to be as positive as possible. Um, but I've told them too, I'm like, I can't come in and pat you on the back every day if you're not doing doing the work. Like if you're not doing, you know, if you're not putting in extra time, you're not getting in extra shots. Um, your commitment level has to, to, to raise. And um, so I feel like, you know, really breaking it down um, that way and and trying to teach them their strengths. Um, You know, we, 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 you go to, to, to like our game prep or our shoot arounds or even practice to start. And you go out there and and your six, three post player grabs the ball off the rack, walks to the three point line and the first shots a three. And you're like, that's not like, you're not going to shoot that in a game. So why would you shoot it?
0: Good shooters uh, starting starting yeah. close, work their way out. Good shooters. Right. I thought even Steph Curry yeah. is doing And We shooting. know how many <laughs> free
1: throws you can make, and you know, uh, so it's interesting to 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 kind of be in that basketball world now, where that's kind of taken over. Um, so I think it's it's really um, about adjusting to your personnel, um, you know, from that teaching standpoint. And and you know, we watch film. You know, even after a win, we'll watch film, and I'll show them. Uh, you know the good things that that we did, and the and and the things that we that maybe we didn't, I to say weren't prepared for, but maybe we hadn't seen uh, that a team did to us, so that we can learn from that in that moment, so that if somebody else tries to do it, we can we can adjust and and be be prepared for that. And uh, you know we 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 really try to break things down, you know, as much as possible, and and uh, you know we celebrate everything. We celebrate, you know, we have goals offensively, defensively for every game that are pretty consistent. Um, and we have goals for our individual players. Um, doesn't matter if you played five minutes or, or twenty-five minutes or thirty-five minutes. Uh, you have opportunities to to uh, achieve some things in that amount of time. That that we try to make sure we're we're making points to let them know when they're doing well.
0: I love film. I mean, to me, that's the fun part. Like, I love watching film. I like going in a film room with teams and listening to the coaches breakdown film. I like all that stuff. So you've got some sort of formula that's working right now because you've won two in a row on the road in the Valley. So what does it take in general? What are the things that you think you have to have to be able to go on the road and win in this league?
1: Uh, Well, I, I really I go into those games just it'll sound terrible, but just you don't expect to win um because you're on the road and uh for whatever reason you you just really go into it i think almost more relaxed uh than you do at home i think at home sometimes you you can can build up pressure on yourself um that we have to protect our home court we have to you know we have to do this we have to do that um but i feel like the routine that we we get into just in terms of um you know dinner film we give them their time. Like I don't – I'm not one that tries to dictate all their time on the road. Um, you know, we encourage them not to lay in bed, obviously, uh, when you've got got a day in between games and you're traveling, um, you know, or even like having the night game at, at uh, UIC on Thursday night. So we went up Thursday night, uh, practiced in their practice facility, uh, went out, had a team dinner, got up the next morning, uh, had breakfast, had our shoot around, um, did all that stuff. But I was like, don't you know, don't lay in bed all day. Um, but we really just give them their time, and and obviously now with classes starting, they'll they'll have some study hall and and things like that that they'll have. Some of them will have to take care of. Um, we had a three point five seven fall GPA, so wow, much study hall. We we need. That's great. Uh, thank you, but um, um, uh, and then getting there early and getting out on the court and just getting shots up and and again, I think our approach is is pretty simple. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, you know, pretty easy routine to get into. But I, but I think it changes uh, based on when you can practice and what times are available when you go on the road. And, and uh, you know, our girls, they like to go the night before and, and practice in the facility if at all possible. That was one thing I asked them about, um, you know, when I got the job. Um, I try to let the players have input on on as many things as they can. And so we have a leadership committee and I set them down and I said, okay, when we we're, we're start planning travel, you want to practice here and then go – you know, on the road the night before and then just have the the game prep on on game day or they're like, no, we want to practice, you know, if we can practice at the place the night before, let's do that.
0: You you said leadership committee, is that like captains?
1: uh, No, it's separate from captains. You know, we didn't even vote on captains this year. I just wanted to see what they would do. And um, so we have our leadership committee. We have four kids on that. And uh, those are kids that we just bring in, you know, depending upon how things are going or we may have uh, like a family day, event at one of our football games in the fall. So we'll we'll talk to them about, hey, what do we what kind of food do you guys want? What kind of games you guys want? What time, you know, do we need to be done with practice we can get there. So we try to give them some input, um, you know, on on those kind of things. And then uh, because I don't think um I think you want to not necessarily tailor things to your players, but at the same point I think they feel better when they have input. And usually they don't just those those four don't just say, well this is what we want to do. They'll talk to the team and uh, in their group chat or whatever group text or whatever and, and kind of get input from them as well um, but what I did with captains this year was I just I didn't we didn't even vote I just wanted to see who would go out there the first game when they called for captains and that's how we determined who our captains were this year
0: well who was it who who went out
1: uh, it was Del Genet and uh, Maya Glenn
0: mm-hmm. uh, that's who the two that I would have guessed that would have been your two leaders that they set the tone on everything that you do um, you said leadership committee. So um, one of the fun facts about you that I absolutely love is that your wife was a really good player at Indiana, and that you guys have three boys and three girls together. So you've got six kids. So when you talk about a leadership committee, when you go home, you got a lot of opinions, I'm sure, around the dinner table. What's that like?
1: Well, it's it's gotten worse recently <laughs> because um, our youngest son Moses, he he, uh, like he's starting to break down film and do things, um, watching, just watching different sports. And he'll, he'll throw facts at me. He's a lot like I was when I was growing up in his age. Like, you know, I was grabbing the newspaper and soaking up as much information as I could in different sports and, and reading. We went to the grocery store on Friday night and my mom would be grocery shopping and I was in the, the uh, magazine section. Mm -hmm. I knew she wasn't going to buy the magazine. So I would go and try to read the whole sports illustrated, um, before she got done grocery shopping, so uh, and looking at numbers and all that, so he's kind of in that mode. Um, our our middle son uh, Eli is playing freshman basketball, and our oldest daughter Josiah is uh, playing senior. She's a senior on the varsity basketball team now. And then our I told our girls the other day, probably the biggest compliment I could give. Them. We got back from uh, Valpo, and we're on the bus, and I go to the back, and I'm like, you know, obviously proud of you guys for what you do from a basketball standpoint, but I was but I was like noah she made the sixth grade basketball team and before this past summer i would have never thought she would have any interest in playing basketball but she she came to our camp and just the in the impact that that the young women on our team had on her made her want to play Uh, and so um, it's definitely an interesting uh, dynamic uh, to have it's very busy my wife is incredible she she uh, um, one of my best friends uh, father from, um, uh, well, my, well, my best friend from high school's father passed away last week. And so on Sunday I went to his funeral and his wife was like, we see all the stuff you guys are doing. How do you do it? And I just said, Rachel, like, I don't, I don't take any credit for keeping things in line at home. I try to keep them in line in the office and with our program, but she's a rock star when it comes to keeping us moving in, in a positive direction at home.
0: I'm sorry about uh, the loss uh, in your family. but um, So, Chad, I want to ask you, like, the final thing is just, uh, you know, moving forward in the Valley. I mean, Indiana State used to be a circle W. That's not the case anymore, right? You have changed the culture. You have put a team that's competitive on the floor that every coach in the league has to prepare for. It's not an easy win, uh, and, and it's a win that you have to fight for to get what would you say have been a couple of things that have been really important cornerstones in you turning the corner on this and how are you measuring success? Because a lot of coaches, uh, measure it in a different way than just the W's when you're just early in your time at Indiana state on the outside, people see your record on the inside. You know that that there are things that are brewing that are really positive and happening that are heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I think, um, and I, and I that's one thing that i i kind of stressed to our team was just there's i don't think there's a circle w in the league anymore mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's night in night out it's you got to bring it and be your best um you know obviously there's teams that are still um playing at a higher level uh a little more talent whatever it may be uh, in the league but uh you know i think the first thing for us was just um uh, starting to build build like that family environment um Our kids – I think our kids appreciate what our our coaching staff tries to do for them every day. Um, We let them know that we appreciate what they're doing. It's not easy. Um, I think this is a difficult time to be a college student athlete with – there's a lot of distractions with social media, and now you have this NIL stuff and and a lot of things that that a lot of people are trying to navigate. So we really really try to stay grounded, um, you know, just in terms of when we do have – you know, this was the first weekend uh, weekend road sweep – um since 2017 18 so no one in our program um you know kids have been here for four years had never experienced that and so we celebrated it we got ice cream we did all those things that that you try to do but um but at the same time I told them when we got back I was like you know you got another day to enjoy this but you know come Monday we got to get back to work and so um I think that like starting to with the family atmosphere in terms of the culture was was big um you know them knowing that we all have open doors, they can come talk to us, and I think for every kid, it's a different coach um it's not always the head coach, and sometimes you don't want it to be the head coach um but they know that if they go and talk to an assistant and they need help with something, they're gonna get that help as well uh so I think just that that was the beginning part of it um uh, from a basketball standpoint, I think it was um you know really starting to develop a defensive mindset and you know last year we were last year we were okay offensively and we were bad defensively um and then this year we've kind of flipped that. When we lost Natalia Lalich that uh to the ACL um in November, that really or December, that really hurt. Um, just from the standpoint of took a shooter away from us. And we were really, I think, gonna be a good offensive team with her out there and, and being able to stretch the floor and, and put kids in different positions. Um, but but I told basically I don't address injuries too much with the team and like, oh, we've got to change this or that. Um, but we really started focusing on the defensive end of the floor because I thought that was gonna be uh, what eventually was going to lead us to some success, and so um, I, I think, um, with, from a defensive standpoint, I think they're finally like I think it took a year for us to really get that system in place and things we could do, and we've changed some things, and so they've 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 bought into that uh, playing defense. You know, we got down fourteen to three the other day at Valparaiso, and and no one like no one panicked. Um, you know, we went into the timeout and I was like, they're on pace to score 112 points or something <laughs> it's crazy or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, and I was like, they're not going to do that. And then we held them scoreless for 10 minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, that those things that that family culture, that that defensive mindset. Uh, and then I think, you know, we celebrate, like I said, we celebrate small things. Um, you know, we put together a competition team, uh, our competition teams for our academics because we ended up just a little bit lower than what I felt like we could have been last year academically. And she and uh, so my idea was like let's put put them in groups of three or four, give each coach three or four kids, and like they're competitive. like they want to win. Um, but I think building upon that competitiveness um, has, has been a big part of why we've had some success early.
0: Well, we wish you well moving forward through the rest of the league, Chad. And it was great to see you. And and thank you so much for taking time to spend with us on Nothing But Net.
1: All right. I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: All right. See you down the road.
1: All right. Bye-bye.